Hey, this is Steve Bertoni, host of the Forbes Interview Podcast, launching January 17th. My first guest is Adam Carolla, comedian and king of podcasting, sharing how he turned his persona into a media empire. I came from a world where nothing really ever worked out and no one ever got to do what they want to do, not for a living. Download or subscribe to the Forbes interview on iTunes now. And don't forget to give a rating and review. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Here's my little intro, Radbod. Okay. Oh, you should have Yeah. I can do what? Yeah. Oh, what's your, what's your theme song? Here it is. Podcast. 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 There you go, Radbod! Oh my god, Radbod totally just missed the intro because uh, I had her micro her, I had her headphones turned down. But you know what I was just thinking? You need to freaking do my next intro song. Let's do it. Have you heard of a producer in DC named Teddy Beats? I have. You I don't ha- I don't know Teddy, but I've heard of him. What? Okay, <laughs> Teddy Beats did my theme song and when my former co-host who just left the show, we we had this like little intro song, both of our names were on it, but right. but since he's gone, I need a redo and who better than DC's number 1 female rapper? I've given you that title. <laughs> I'm giving oh you that God. title. You just have to own it. People are going to be so mad about that. Like, <laughs> this bitch. But I own it. Let's do it. It's you, done. In my eyes, in my filter. I'm going to tweet <laughs> that out later today, by the way. DC's number one. And, and you can just be like, look, I told that bitch not to say that, but she did anyway. I mean, I can't believe she called me that. Like, I didn't expect it. I'm just like... Okay, whatever. <laughs> I am. That's my that's my valley girl. <laughs> well, that's, you do a good valley thank girl. Thank you. Get it from my sister. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, valley girls, welcome on this show. Welcome to the Hey Frage podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Frazier. Today is very, very exciting because I met this woman at a... What was it, by the way? I women's, don't know. What, we don't even know. It was like a women's <laughs> speaking event or... Com- we're, we're really not sure. Nothing really happened. Nothing really happened. And there was really no lunch break, which really... At one point, I was like, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to leave and go get food. And I just started eating. I'm just like, who doesn't plan a lunch break? I need a break. Yeah, but you were the highlight of the event. You made it all okay. Oh, For real, though. You are so sweet, but you and there were so many other women and yeah, one there were guy. Cool people there. Oh, stop. I know, that one dude <laughs> who I don't even know if he knew where he was. But anyway, you were awesome. And immediately, like, I loved your energy. And you, I was like, this girl does something cool. And I can't remember if you had, like, colored hair going on. You didn't have your awesome grills in. Right, that, right, right, right. Because I think it was drinking coffee or something. So I don't have them on when I'm drinking coffee. But you were so awesome. We started talking, and you were telling me about your life, that you're a female rapper. We, and we were talking about therapy, I think, and yeah. how important it is to get your own mental game kind of straightened out in life before you take on anything because totally. my, I think I was saying this when I was speaking but my favorite saying is what you resist persists 
And right. I remember you saying that. Yeah. And it's it, so real. It's so real. It comes to anything. If you had childhood issues, issues with your parents, siblings, yeah. abuse, whatever it was, if you do not take care of it, it shows up. It keeps coming back. It keeps coming back it over does. and over. It really does. That's so funny you say that, too, because I was just having a conversation about that. But it's real. And it sucks. It sucks to... I think a lot of people don't want to go back and... Of course. ...unpack things that happened in your childhood, but it's like... It just unlocks everything. Yeah, you have to confront it. So we bonded that day. We did. And bond. Bond. And I was like, (laughs) I have got to get this woman. I have been thinking of ways to get you on the show. And I was like, oh my fucking God. Okay, hold on. I have a disclaimer. We play this disclaimer when. This is a statement This is your disclaimer. The Hey Frage podcast may not be suitable for all years. Oh. Oh. Okay, yeah. Perfect. So, um, anyway, we met and I knew Back I had to, to cursing. Back right. to cursing. <laughs> so Yasmin Radbod is your name. Correct. Your rapper name that you go by here in DC is Radbod. Right, that's my last name. How and that is legit your real last name. Yeah, I swear. My sister, so like maybe a few months ago emailed me saying that she was trying to sue me it was like a formal email of like you can't use our family name as your stage name because you're bringing like disgrace to our family name and i was just like ha, 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 delete but yeah so that's my real name i remember because we had just met we, when yeah that... yeah yeah that just happened right so whatever happened with that by the way she dropped it yeah she i mean it was just i think a desperate attempt to like get my attention and and try to start something in the family and like hoping that that was going to make me stop being who I am which it's funny because how those things work it just makes you more rebellious and makes you more more determined determined exactly more motivated to just do what the fuck you want so but it works out have you guys spoken since then um I don't think so oh I know that's so rough I mean it it's It's, rough it's life it it's, is life. It's life. It's all good. When I think she's at a certain point, then we can reopen that conversation. But uh-uh. yeah, I know or when I'm really rich and she's like, <laughs> right, all over me. Well, <laughs> you know, one of the other things I adore about you is you're a woman with goals. Yeah. And people that listen to this show have many aspirations. Like, I love the audience. It's black. It's white. It's Hispanic. It's Asian, and it's men and women and purple. people with kids. Purple. <laughs> But I think people that are really attracted to this show have goals. So totally. I really want to talk to you today about what it's like, because first of all, you're a woman in the rap business, which is rare. Right. You're white in a field that's predominantly, I'm assuming, black, maybe even more Asian than white. Is sure. that true? Or um, am I? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, to be honest, I don't really identify white. So my dad's from Iran. Okay. And so even though I guess on like filling out a FAFSA... Like, if you're Middle Eastern, that means you're Caucasian. But growing up, like, I guess in an immigrant family, I don't really identify as white. My mom is, but I just never really so you ad- felt that way. Do you like labels or identities or no? No. So even, like, sexually, I just am like, uh, just like who you like. I don't like to box people in. But I think that, like, race, even though it's, like, made up in our mind, it's big enough that you do have to delve into those you know sometimes 
Oh my god, I love this. And you know, on this show, you can call me out all the time. People, <laughs> people like bring to my attention all the time. They're like, Sarah, we have this ongoing thing on the show. When I say things, people go hashtag Sarah so white. Oh, so, I love know, it. I love it because I'm always, you know, I grew up in Maine. I tell people this all the time, but right. I, I grew up in Maine. Honest to God, I went to school with one kid who was of mixed race. That was it. Then I never. You just didn't have any other ethnic or cultural diversity, really, in Maine. And this was only back in, like, the late 90s. So I think when you grow up kind of in that rural area, you're just not exposed. So it's been so fascinating for me on this podcast, especially, to basically just ask questions that I think a lot of people have but sometimes are afraid to say. Right. I, I never... I like people to correct me because I'm like, it's all about learning and having open conversations. Oh, of course. So yeah, no, we're, we're good. We're good. We're going to get into that. Play some of your music. Cool. Because I have a million questions. Awesome. You do a lot for women too in DC. Yeah. Uh, I'm the founder director of Femme Fatale DC and that's blown up. So, Uh, and I, yeah, we'll talk all about what that is because I know there's going to be a lot of people listening who want to, who want to be a part of that. Um, so we are going to talk some pop culture topics because that's Let's do it. really fun what everybody gets to do. The Women's March is coming up on Saturday. So right. I want to know as we get closer how you're feeling about that. You're having an after party. Yeah. I want to know what you're, you're feeling as far as like attendance and everything. If people are excited totally. about this or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, uh, we have to get into the 18-year-old woman who was kidnapped <laughs> who speaks out and now is begging that Crazy. her mom that kidnapped her not go to jail. I want to know your thoughts on that, if you think yeah. that should be true. And then, I don't know if you heard of the comedian Dan Nanan. We talk- no. I talked about this guy last week, and I actually got an interesting and cringeworthy interview video sent to me by one of our listeners, SP. Dan Nanan is a comedian who pretends to be a millennial, but he's actually 55 years old. But he will harass other comedians and press people who try and out him. He will basically threaten them, send them stuff, and just berate them until they not publish his age. This is what he's notoriously Oh, wow. Well, I mean, I guess marketing-wise, there's an angle no one else has used. It seems lame as shit, but but I I mean, he got attention for it. I, I don't know. That's so silly. I want to know your thoughts on that. And then um, for all the... Age is just a number, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, like, I'd be curious. Do you feel like in the rap world, you... Is age a big issue? Yeah. I think to, to be relevant, you know, it's like the older you get, you have to be super dope the older you get to, like, still be relevant with what's going on. But there... But I mean, like, the OGs... And music will forever be OGs. And the young people who do, like, the sing-song trap shit, I mean, that's that's a fad. That's not going to be around forever. I, oh my Drake God. will be around forever because he's, you know, literally a superstar now. Well, but, and that was my last thing, is there is a debate going on as to who is the greatest during their era, Drake or Nelly? Oh, shit. I mean, I grew up... <laughs> Wait, are you old enough to even remember yeah, Nelly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, I grew up listening to Nelly, and I was in love with him. The Band-Aid on his cheek. Okay. His cornrows. That was, that was like, uh, when I grow up, I'm, I'm having Nelly. It was between him and Ja Rule. And even my last ex, I was like, oh, my God, you're my Ja Rule. <laughs> in real life, that's so white. 
That should be a hashtag rabbi and so white or whatever. <laughs> that was that was super white, but yeah, no, I said that. So okay, let's start with that by the way, because this has sparked a Twitter a Twitter <laughs> debate, right, in the Twitterverse of yeah. who is the best of their era. Because a lot of people are saying that Nelly outsold because that was back in the day when people still bought CDs. Totally, right. right. So Nelly, if you're going on numbers, has outsold Drake. Right. But in this time, is Drake more influential? Yeah, I think it's kind of like comparing apples and oranges, right? Because we didn't have the internet what it is now. So Drake is fucking everywhere. I mean... Right. Even when I was working abroad, you know, which my background is nonprofit work. So Thailand, Nepal, China, all those places, like Drake even has a presence there. See, that's my thing is I feel like Drake is more influential because... I don't know. Do people still know who Nelly is? I think people do. Like this track. Like people people know who he is for sure. But I mean, Drake is he like releases a new song all the fucking time. What happened His to Nelly? His strategy by the way? is ridiculous. I don't know. That's a good question. How's the <laughs> last time I saw him, he was in my bed. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Twitter, by the way, yesterday was starting a conversation, and uh, some people are arguing that Drake is bigger than Nelly in his prime, and others are saying the opposite. Peak Nelly was supreme to peak Drake. The argument really has no merit. Is what the article <laughs> said. There's not a single thing about it that matters, but there yes, is an answer. That's so true. And this is by Vulture. So Vulture.com says that Nelly is the bigger star. It's not even close. You should not waste time thinking about this. So let's just quickly outline 697 reasons why Nelly reached heights that Drake can only dream of. There's the first album, Country Grammar, one of only yes. eight rap albums of all time that have sold more than 10 million copies. Yeah, classic. Then there's the fact, um, they're also saying, let's see, um, the Band-Aid on Nelly's face was <laughs> dumb, but not dumb enough um, for everyone else to put a Band-Aid on their face. And Drake really hasn't started a, a fashion kind of fashion tr- That's true. But he is very trendy, and that's part of his marketing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he is kind of trendy. He's he's very trendy, but that's how he reaches the masses now. So, um, they're also saying that uh, so far, so Drake has collaborated with some other artists in the um, rap dr- uh, pop uh, genre. Totally, very true. But then, if you remember, Nelly and Tim McGraw yes. had a major hit. Yes, <laughs> but Nelly is one of the first artists that started that like the singing rap. Okay, so I think overall, he was more influential so far, I guess, in history than Drake because he started that lane that Drake picked up on. And I know that if there were rappers here, they would agree with me on that. So he he is one of the first artists who did that and paved that lane for Drake. So That's an interesting... All right, so then there you go. It took me that long to get to to that, but we made it, and we're here. (laughs) Yeah, we made a decision. Um, The other thing... Okay, I don't know about you, but I I was talking about this story earlier this week. I've been fascinated by the girl who was kidnapped and raised by the mom, and now that mom is in jail. She's been reunited last weekend with her biological family. Crazy. gave her first interview to ABC News, and she says that the mom that kidnapped her Um, gave her everything that she ever needed or wanted, and I was especially loved. What do you think, by the way, of this story? 
Um, do we know the details about why or how she was kidnapped? Like, this woman was totally not related or, like, a family friend at all, right? Nothing. In fact, the woman drove from, like, South Carolina, Carolina after having a miscarriage down to Florida, walks into a hospital, somehow manages to find, like, a time or a gap when they walk out of the nursery. What? Goes in, takes the baby, walks out, gone. And this is like, so you think 18 years ago isn't that long ago, but there were still hospitals that like didn't have security oh, cameras totally, everywhere. Sure. Didn't right. have like the bands that like. Because who would think that someone would walk in and so, steal a baby? This is even crazier. But Alexis Kelly is actually her real name, but she went by Kamaya Mobley. After she was abducted from a Florida hospital in this 1998. This sounds a little bit too much like Mowgli from the Jungle Book. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I'm horrible. But, yeah. And Gloria Williams is the woman who made a court appearance on Friday. Um, that's where Alexis, or Kamaya, uh, basically said to her, I love you so much. She burst into tears in front of cameras. Now she's begging authorities to not put her mother in jail. She says that the mother was great to her. It is really, really strange. I, I don't know. I don't even because I have actually, I do, I do actually have empathy for the mom totally. who kidnapped her. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You're obviously in such a low point, but then at the same time, I mean, the family. You go through all that mourning. Eighteen years. You must have thought she was dead. Whatever happened? Oh my to god! Her. Yeah, that's horrible. And then now, do you like want- you gave birth and then suddenly your baby is gone? Like it's not in the hospital? Gone. Completely gone. And this That's was a horrible. national news story at the time. But police were never able to locate the baby, even though they had hundreds of tips. They were never able to actually trace where the child went. Uh, it's, wow. I know. It's super sad. I think, though, that this is one of those be the bigger person moments. Like the mom who, you know, she went through that morning and everything and lost her baby. But it's like, well, now 18 years has passed. Like... And if if her daughter isn't attached to them, that would be weird as fuck to, like, be 18 and, like, forced to live with your biological family that you never knew. I know. Like, because you, by this point, it's not about the the mothers anymore. It's about (laughs) Mowgli. I'm just going to call him Mowgli. (laughs) Mowgli, Mowgli, whatever. Like, it's, it's about her and doing what's best for her. And the adults in the situation have to be like aware and conscious enough to be like okay i have to put my feelings aside and like she like now she's legally an adult 18 she should be able to make the decision i think of who she wants to to stay have with her family right right but you think gloria williams i mean i feel like you and i are on the same page that we feel like to have empathy for gloria williams who's the mom that kidnapped her because here's a little bit more police say they're not exactly sure why williams kidnapped Mobley uh, about 20 years ago, but she'd miscarried in her ninth month. The miscarriage had led to a nervous breakdown, according to family and friends. Williams had actually had a baby shower before the miscarriage, according to a family friend who believed uh, that she was Mobley's half-sister. Gloria the kidnapping mom yeah. was pregnant at the baby shower and had that, had people there bringing homemade quilts, all this stuff. Uh, shortly after, though, she miscarried and then that led to her basically driving south and making up a plan to kidnap a child. Wow. I know. Yeah, it's but it's like right or wrong, we have to like put that aside because too much time has passed. Like it is what it is and now you just have to do what's best for Mowgli. Like 
I know. I, it's really, I mean, it is really tough. And then authorities say last week that Mowgli is the one that had an, had, had an inkling that she had been kidnapped, which led to a DNA test and ultimately a match through the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children. Um, so she hasn't elaborated on anything further as to, like, but I'm assuming that Mobley herself is the one that was wow. like, hmm, something's off here. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to yeah. go have a DNA test to find out if Gloria's really my mom. They put that info into the National Missing Children's Database, and it's a DNA match. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I feel like it's hard because I feel bad for the 18-year-old. Like, I wouldn't want all of this public. I wouldn't want my life... You know what I'm saying? Like, just out there for everybody to give opinions on. Like, she just has to do what's right for her. Completely. Yeah, that's really fucking wild. I know. Unbelievable. Um, And really quickly, I wanted to play a little clip, too, from this video. So um, you were talking about in the rap business, the older you get, either you have to be so fucking good. Yeah. Or... You basically just age out. Yeah. What is the age, by the way? Like in the oh. rap business where they begin to go, eh. Oh, I'm probably not the, I mean, I'm so young too. I'm only 24, so I'm probably not the like right person baby. to ask. Um, I don't know. I think it depends so on my the person. Age, but if 34. you, well, if you're still performing, so like now people hide their, can hide their age really well, right? So like there like are rappers guy. who are 35, 36, and that's still okay if you're like dope, you know, you can be that old. But like by 40, it's like, okay, you should be doing like reunion tours at this point. <laughs> I'm almost on to my reunion tour. You're right. Like we're at the Birchmere and we've... <laughs> We the brought on here. some <laughs> some some Dad. old friends. <laughs> wow! With an acoustic set, I don't know. I mean, so this comedian uh, Dan Nanan has harassed people, has made other comics' lives miserable, all by uh, pretending that he's thirty five years old when in fact he's fifty five. Right, loser, loser. Here's a interview that surfaced, and he was on um, he was on someone's podcast where he squirms his way through questions where they even bring up his birth certificate which daily beast uncovered right <laughs> slimy slimy rat and he cr- claims that's fabricated try out for what this commercial tomorrow for the nfl right, right. But, okay so let's just get into that i mean are you are you saying you're 33 years old is it what you're saying no, <laughs> you're i'm 74 exactly. I just no, turned. But Tries jokes to dodge aside, the question. I mean, this is a serious. You can't say your age. This is where it comes from, though. If you can't say how old you are, what what difference does it make? Why, why is that so important? Because uh, you're lying. But why is it? So, <laughs> yes, exactly. Why is it so important? Why, why do you important? care so much? <laughs> well, I'm 74. I'm telling you, I look amazing. You're not 74. But if you were 54. <laughs> You look amazing for 54. Why not just own that? <laughs> I, I look great for 44. Anyway, uh, right. I, I wanted to say I, to no, SP, thank you for just, sending this. He goes on to argue, essentially, where he tries to say that he's 74, but he won't own his own age. Yeah, and he looks like a bitch. I'm glad you showed me that photo. I'm like, ugh, gross. Just get off. Just go find a hole and crawl in it. He's been trending all week long on Twitter, and people have basically been trolling the shit out of him about lying. That's the thing. Is like, dude, you can't... Okay, maybe you make up your act that you're millennial or whatever. You're making fun of millennials, but try to impersonate them and then harassing people that out you. Yeah, that's outrageous. So ridiculous. Like, you could have stopped it at a parody, and that could have been a cool gig. But... In the meantime... 
So he ridiculous. has psychological problems. Many, <laughs> many. Uh, by the way, if you want to ever send me follow-ups to stories or any stories you want me to cover, it's Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at HeyFrage.com. So please, 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 I love them. I try and read Dope. as many emails and respond. So let's talk about you and your rap you know, career. I'm so fascinated by what the rap scene is like here in sure. D.C. I want to be on it so badly. <laughs> Only I have no rhythm or uh, any sort of rap ability. <laughs> But, how do you but you're halfway there. Really? How? Uh, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Thanks. <laughs> so tell me this. What is the music scene like in D.C.? Yeah, so uh, we have really, there's so many dope artists coming out of this area. Really? Yeah, Like yeah, who? Yeah. Who's some other people that we might begin to know? So um, Gold Link. He's, Gold Link. Okay. he's from the DMV area. Um He's just came out with the track with Shy Glizzy, okay. um, called Crew. So obviously Shy Glizzy is another person. He's from Southeast, okay. Uh, and I love his sound. He has a really unique sound. So I actually I love that song Crew. It came out really recently. Goldlink um, has fifty four thousand likes on Facebook. This dude's like legit. Yeah, Goldlink is dope. He's cool. He's cool. Wow. Okay. So this guy has got a good. All right. I don't even know if this is like one of his songs. There's also, oh yeah, yeah, let's listen. Oh, I think this is maybe him just like being in New Zealand or something, performing in <laughs> Australia. Okay, never mind. Sorry, Goldlink. I'm dying to hear this guy. Um, he had, he came out with a track like a year ago called Fall in Love that's also really good. Fall and it's like love. upbeat and like funky R&B groove. Um, so that's a good song, too. So these people are up-and-coming names that... Do you think these people are going to make it mainstream? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, definitely Shy Glizzy has. Like, he's had a few hit tracks. And so it's it's great that the two of them linked up um, on that song, Crew. Because Shy Glizzy, like, he raps a little bit slower um, on that track. And so you can really hear, like, what he has to offer. And I love his... His voice is so distinct. Once you hear it, you'll be like, what? It's cool. Really? Yeah. He has a cool voice. So as a woman in this rap scene, how sure. difficult is it? Or is it not that hard? Um, I think the whatever scene that you're in, it's always difficult to be, like, a woman rapper. Um, so... I mean, the main reason why I have kind of taken a step back for myself and just, like, had to reassess who was in my life was being surrounded by men, especially, who didn't have my best interests in mind because, okay, you'll love this story. I'm going to give you one yes, example. Yes, give me, oh, my God, I want all the dirt. I have so many questions You're going to love this. Okay. So I used to live uh, right across from this dope art center. Um, it's like a community center, I guess, and I don't, I won't name them, but... Well, maybe later, but it's in. Uh, <laughs> Let's oh, see how drunk names. I get. No, yeah. I'm kidding. I'm not, I'm not drinking. <laughs> oh, we should have. That'd be even better. Radbod <laughs> wasted. And hey, Frage, this is awesome. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I used to live right by the center, and I wanted to teach some classes there, like some different musical or dance classes. And so I would go in. I went in with my resume, and the guy who was working the front desk. We just started chatting, you know, one day. This is like a year ago. And he told me that he does uh, security at Rock and Roll Hotel, which is a dope venue, H Street, right? Yep. And I used to go there all the time. And I was like, oh, Taibu, well, I'm a rapper. And, you know, so I got his email and I sent him some stuff. And he was like, cool, I'll see you, you know, maybe we can get you a show there. And I was like, all right, cool. 
Because that's the hardest part, I guess, uh, for artists is when you are first getting into the scene is being able to perform in the way that you want to. That's always a struggle. Oh, because why? These venues, they want you to you to perform what? The way they want? Well, or? you have to pay, you know. The venue? S- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, even if it's not the venue, whoever has organized, like whoever's the promoter. They might charge you money to perform, right? Especially if you're opening up for a big artist, like at what? at you a bigger ha- venue. Like, yeah, you have to pay. Like, this is not free. I want to open up for Rihanna. I have to pay <laughs> to open up for Rihanna. Yeah, it's holy, a, it shit. depends. I mean, otherwise, you have to have some sick networks to be able to land something like that. But it's always some kind of give or take, and it's super cutthroat and. People just want shit from you, you know, even if it's not money. So this is what I'm getting to, even if it's not money, right? So he's a low life, right, this guy. And I knew that, and and I wasn't interested in him whatsoever. But maybe, like, a couple weeks later, because I would go in there and be like, hey, so any openings, you know, I want to teach a class, whatever. One day he sends me a bunch of emails out of the blue. Okay. I had seen him earlier that day. And I just like, I was like, oh, I'm going to go get lunch. See you later. So I don't open the emails. Then I get a bunch of DMs from him. And I look at, you know, obviously you can read your DMs. And I'm reading them. And it's like, hey, did you get my emails? And I was like, no, sorry, I, I'm busy. You know, whatever. Like, yeah, I'll right. read them later. Get off my fucking nuts. Right. You, yeah. <laughs> so, Speaking of nuts, were they like dick pics? Get off my nuts. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, um, dude. Yeah, well, so, you know that song, Get Off My Dick by J. Cole? Yes. Yeah, anyway, so I just thought of that. But, so, anyway, he sends me a bunch of DMs, and he's like, okay, well, I want you so bad, like, I need to fuck you, like, I need this and this and this and this. I, I knew this is where we're going. Are right. we going with, like, if, as a woman, like, the biggest thing is all these promoters want totally. sex from you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you ki- Well, no, oh I mean, God. It, it depends. Like, he wasn't even a promoter, and that's the, like, what makes him even more pathetic. Like, you work security. You work the fucking door at a venue. You can't even get me a show. Like, are you retarded? Sorry. That's not, I know I shouldn't use that word. <laughs> no, it's, My it's friends get on zone. me all the time, like, Jasmine, that word offends me. And they're right and i'm like ah yasmin but anyway so uh i was just like what and then i read the emails he had sent me emails from his work email he's that fucking stupid and it was all this shit about how he has a fiance but he just wants me so bad and i'm so this and i'm like and it was so inappropriate and he was like if you suck my dick i'll get you a show at rock and roll hotel And and it's so daunting. Yeah. Like, it's so pathetic. Does it get so discouraging? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. And then, so that's why, because as an artist, you're constantly chasing opportunities, you know? And I hate that feeling, because I like to be in charge of everything, right? Like, I've managed different nonprofits and started different events and stuff in the past. And so I, I just was like, I don't feel intellectual. This isn't right you know i should be able to do what the fuck i want to do so let me ask you this do you think okay rap female rappers that have really made it right i think of Nicki minaj um okay would you consider um oh what's the one um what's the white one azalea oh azalea banks okay yeah azalea banks right she's not white though right i don't know i'm thinking of um (laughs) who was the other one 
But anyway, um, any so right. So I don't know how much they sold out. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, I don't know what the sellout was like. And then and so even my ex all the time would be like, Yasmin, you got to be. Not that he wanted, you know. Of course, he never wanted me to to fuck a guy, or whatever. But like, Yasmin, you gotta like do whatever it takes. Like, how bad do you want it? And it sounds so cliche, but it's really real. Of like, how far are you willing to go to get to the level that you want? And do you think that involves? Would your ex tell you that that involves probably having sex with either record label people? No, no. Like he wouldn't. He wouldn't want me to go that far. But he would be like, just flirt with them. Just like make it feel like they're gonna get what they want, but just don't give it to them all away. Oh my God! This is I thought I've always thought, by the way, that the music industry and the restaurant industry has to be two of the, the worst grimiest, fucking businesses. Disgusting people, right? The worst. Completely. Yeah. Oh, that is like so. What do you? Because this is a non-judgment zone. Now, yeah. Do you feel like at times you're like, all right, fine, I'll just like fuck this guy for because like I no. I feel like I would do that. Like well, I might go for you. Well, here's the thing. Like I don't. I've thought about it. All, I think about it all the time. Of like, is it how bad I want it, or is it this whatever? But I do know that when you are doing something genuine and you really love what you want, like there will be a way to make it happen oh, without having that. to sell out. You know, like that's how Femme Fatale DC started by me just being like, okay, let's do this. Cool. So you don't, you you know, I, I've learned enough and I've seen enough that like, no, you don't have to sell out. And then you see people who have, you know, and it's like, I don't want to be that person. Like I couldn't live with myself knowing like that I did that kind of shady shit just to get, that you know, famous. Wonder. Like, wouldn't that wouldn't that feel horrible if you were famous? And like, that's the most shallow feeling of like, oh yeah, I sucked a bunch of guys' dicks, and here I am. Like, I don't want that title. That's gross. No, I can completely understand. But then when you continue to see those people get ahead, and I think yeah. in their minds, yeah. they end up justifying it. Totally. Do you want me to be your fluffer? Like, I think when you get <laughs> those emails, you should send them a picture of me without makeup and be like. Oh, <laughs> This is my blowjob representative, and then see what they say. <laughs> right, that yeah. We please forward all emails to, we to Sarah. That. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Um, I will definitely have sex with you. But actually, I have someone that is kind of a uh, body double, if you will. That's different. and then just send them a picture and see what the fuck these rappers say. How funny would that shit be? We ought to troll I could be them. Like, she has, like, I don't know. We can just make up some no. weird story. I'll just send them to a picture of my muff, like unshaved. And be like, here you go. When are you ready? Rock and roll hotel in there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But well, we might as well troll them back. Fine, they yeah. want sex. Well, you know, you don't get to just decide who you're going to have sex with. So instead, you're going to get this 34-year-old white chick, you know. Yeah, and I can only give a blowjob for like a minute or two. My jaw gets, my jaw gets really tight. So they're going to have to pause. I just can't. Ew, I just hate blowjobs now. And, I'm, and I like women way more than men. So it's like... Because yeah, you're care. basically gender fluid, right? You'll date yeah. men and women. Yeah. So I've never dated a woman, but I always say if I'm single, if I were ever to be single again, I'm never dating a white guy again. And don't ever. I never have dated white men. Really? Ever. It's well, just, they're so gross to me. I'm sorry. Why does the white guy turn you off? Because it's like a pink dick. <laughs> like it's so bright pink. Like I don't want to see every vein. That's weird. Oh my god! That's I'm in love with you. <laughs> I'm in love with you. Okay, I agree. I, I'm Are those tears? Are you laughing <laughs> yes, so <yes>. hard? <laughs> You're cracking me up. This is amazing. Every day I think, oh my God, I don't know if the podcast can get any better. And it gets fucking better. 
I agree. I want to see black penis or Hispanic penis. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But what's the difference when you date a woman and you date a guy? Do, what is really the difference, or does it come back down to everybody has issues? Yeah, everybody has issues. But I will say that, like, for men, the men I'm attracted to are normally, like, the super masculine, protective. And I'm sure that's just a result of who I am, my upbringing, all that shit, you know? So I like that, like, super... M- Machismo, all of that. Yep. But at the same time, I'm super independent and we butt heads a lot. And so it, it always kind of, it's it's like destined to never work. But I really like that kind of man. So, it, I mean, it just depends on like who you like, I guess, and what, I guess, what you want. So with women, you don't. I like, like more feminine women. And do they allow you to be more independent than a guy who kind of wants to like. Yeah, I think control that a little. Yeah, that's what I find yeah. with men too. Because a lot of men, I see this all the time. They'll say that they want a woman yes. who is independent and has her own shit and runs her own business, and it's not. That's not true. Like that's what my ex would say all the time. But like you don't act. You still want me to be a puppy. Like you just want me to look pretty on your arm and not to overshadow you. It's the overshadowing. I yes. think I think men, because I completely agree with you, yeah. have a major issue. They love the independence, and it's good to a point, but when you begin to outshine, that's a problem. Yes. And then it it's becomes like they want to just settle back down, like take a seat, chill the fuck out. I'm still in charge here. So, so fascinating. Do yeah. you think we'll ever get to the point where... Not in my lifetime. You don't know what? That was like a quick answer. <laughs> Very quick think, answer. You don't think men will get to the point where men like... No. Not in my lifetime. But you are... There you are, are some the men. I know. There are, there are some men who get it. You know, I think it's not fair to just outrule all of them. But I know how I grew up and the messages I got in the subconscious... You know what I'm saying? Even just Disney movies and all that shit. It sounds cliche, but that's real. It's still the And princess. I think that's why I still want that kind of man. You know, like I grew up, my family was whack, crazy. And I would see all of these like subconscious things of like, oh, a man will protect me and, and all that kind of stuff. So I still want that, even though that's not even really, I think, what I'm attracted to ultimately. Oh, my so God. So it's like I'm always butting heads. Within. Oh, I love it. <laughs> oh my god, I could talk to you all day. I want to talk about your music though. I want to play the Omniverse. Sure. The song. That's the only PG song I have. So. Oh, this is PG. It oh. is. I That's know. cool. The kids can come back and listen. So the Omniverse is completely. I think I only say shit maybe once. Oh, I said bullshit. Yeah. You can help us sing along the is this a picture with it? Oh, I thought. I'm like, are you wearing a shirt with a penis on it? This is awesome. I'm watching Radbod's uh, music video. Tell me this: you write all your own lyrics? I do, for sure. Yeah. How do you even get started? Do you just like sit in a microphone? Do you have a track going? And yeah. You rap over it. It depends. So a lot of stuff I just free write um, off the top of my head. So. But I, I, like, sit down and I'll just, like, free flow, write, and then take all of that and just, like, find a beat that goes to it. Or I'll take it to a producer and be like, hey, I need a beat that fits 
this and I'm looking for this kind of beat and I'll give them examples and then make something like custom that's exactly what I'm looking for. That's my that's my favorite process of doing it. Oh my god, is it awesome to have an alter ego? Just like It is. You cuz you can be as, as crazy as you want as the rapper and then go back and be Yasmin in real life. Right. I mean, it's funny because people who like know me on Instagram, I guess, before they meet me in real life or coming to Femme Fatale events. Like I'll always, I don't like to host the events because I like to chill, but I'll like open and be like, thanks for coming, handing it over to our host. Woo, woo, woo. Um, and I, so people who see me from a distance think I'm like super out there and I am for sure. But I'm actually just like not really, I'm quiet. I'm not really aggressive. I like things chill. Uh, but the music is a way to like express, you know, a lot of angst and feelings. And so when I, you know, only, I guess like a year and a half ago, I moved back to the States. Right. And I'm, and I chose DC and I was like, okay, I just want to rap. And so all of my music, like that came out of that time, most of it was really dark and heavy. Domniverse was like the one really positive track but a lot of it is very dark because it was like i had to get out a lot of shit yeah so so what's the biggest you know your career is taking off what's the biggest challenge ahead for you is it meeting the right people is it creating the best music like what's the biggest challenge yeah it's it's always about creating the best music because there was a time you know, last year when I was really caught up with my ex and, you know, just bullshit and stuff, that I was only focused on, like, how am I going to push it? How am I going to push it? Like, who do I need to meet? What am I, you know? And it's, like, always this hype mode. And my friends would be like, well, Yasmin, you should, if you just focus on the music, like, that will get you further. And I'd be like, no, that's not true. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because you hear people who are making music that's shit. Right, right, and you're like, oh, I know my music's better. I just have to push it. But you know, as an artist, it it, they are right. Eventually, my friends, like you have to just be so. You have to make the best music that you can make, and you can't rush it. And I was definitely rushing it this past year. I was definitely rushing it. So now I'm like. I only want to make music on my terms. You know, obviously I'm not producing like things with my ex anymore. So, and I want to make positive music, more like EDM kind of mixes, but like Ugh. clubby, but like really fun and and just dope shit that's not so heavy. Like oh my so God. I'm so I guess my biggest challenge is just finding like the new sound that I want to like take with me forever because it's just like with any brand, right? Like you have your logo, you have your slogan, you have your like that. And that's what people recognize. And so it's the same with music that you have to find like, okay, what's my sound? Like what, what am I going to stick to? So I think this past year was me experimenting with a lot of different sounds. Tell me about, before we get you out of here, tell me about what Femme Fatale is. I mean, you have to come back because we didn't even totally. talk about, I want all the So dirt. much material. I want to know if Wale's an asshole. He I want to know. <laughs> he is. So what I, I've never heard one good thing about Wale. Yeah, he was a DC. Such a loser. Born and raised uh, rap, I mean, pop singer. I don't know. What do you identify him as? I don't even know. Yeah, he's a, I mean, he's, he's a, a lyricist. Lyricist. Like, he, he is very talented at, like, that lyrical poetic 
kind of rapping, which is what he really started with, and that go-go sound. And now he's just, like, trying to emulate every trap rapper and trying to do the same shit. And it sounds crazy, because that's not what he's good at. And everybody says the guy's a complete asshole. Oh, yeah. I mean, he has zero self-confidence. So he's just super fucking insecure. Yeah. He's like always what trying to put other people down. I've I've heard all these rumors about him. Like the guys, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, won't help anybody that helped him get up. Like, oh know. yeah, that's very real for sure. But at the same time, it's like I don't know what he went through in his life, and I can't say what I guess like fame and all that shit does to you. does to you, right? Because my ex is it's the same thing of he was like famous you know and then he like took an l and was still holding on to that image and i think couldn't separate reality from like what the it was past and what it right right and and mutual friends of ours would tell me like well because you know he just was an idiot and did dumb shit all the time my friends would be like well you don't know how that changed him like imagine if you if you're at that level and how that might change you and i'm like oh no you know i don't ever want that to happen so but yeah i mean you there's really no excuse though you should be a good person yeah, you and have your own self-awareness yeah. wale isn't at the level that he could have been at you That's know interesting he's he's he had a peak he had a go-go sound that he could have taken very far very very far and then now he's just like changing his identity changing his sound it's like if you had just stuck to your lane you could have been way bigger way way bigger fascinating oh all right radbod tell us um about what femme fatale is i know so many and i've been dying to go yeah uh, you know i think you probably don't know this about me but i mean i go to bed every night at like 8 (laughs) 45 and god bless you send me so many sweet emails you're like hey you want to come out this thing starts at 10 30 and i'm like I, I really know. do. I really do. But I've been in bed like two and a half hours. So yeah. one of these nights, I am going to really like amp up, have a five hour energy, and I'm going to come like do guest some Molly with me, and then we'll we'll That's be up. My, uh, inter- <laughs> my intern says that Molly's great. What's the difference between Molly and ecstasy? By the way, is there, is it the- I've never done ecstasy. Molly is as far as I go, and it just makes you kind of touchy feely. And I just don't sleep. I stay awake for like three days straight, two to three days. Oh my god. Oh god. Okay, Red Bud. I got to really mentally prepare for this i will look so fucking old at the end of this this run i will be like there'll be such deep-seated okay i'm mentally prepared for this molly okay well um but real quick right so femme vital dc it's a collective i guess of women and we highlight local women-owned businesses and creatives whatever that means whatever kind of artist you are so we do two to three events a month that i curate um different themes that features different ladies and it's just been growing, and it's it's awesome. So we have uh, after the march uh, after party this Saturday. This Saturday, which is the twenty first. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, and that's at Rose Bar. So it was funny because DT Nation they were like, we don't know what to do this day, and I just happen to know the guy that does these regular you know club parties, and I've never done a club party before, and I was like, well. If you give us the back patio space, which is a really dope like garden area, I was like, give us an open bar and we'll bring the crowd. So that's what we're doing. So the website is femfataldc.com. Yeah. Uh, where can people follow you? Because I want you to come on and follow your journey. I know you are going to be uber <laughs> famous. I know it. So I want like the good, the bad. If you have to sell out and give a blowjob, you have to tell us. <laughs> I forgive you. Oh, I'll it's tell you tough, everything. It is 
a tough road to the top. Believe me, I'm in the I'm in the entertainment yeah, business I know, too in this broadcasting world, and it's so it's such a shitty business. They it's horrible. All are. And I they, know. I feel like too. You know, I mean, look at Roger Ailes. I mean, it's the same way whether you're doing what appears to be you know journalistic. Right. reporting or you're in the rap business they all want blowjobs yeah it's but true. i really do think we should troll some of these low lives with my picture yeah i love it and let's do muff. it what we, the we can prank call them too <gasps> yes that would be so much fun oh my fun. god let's <laughs> prank call the security guy at rock and roll hotel and i will talk about how i'm basically you know my hairy muff and i'm oh gonna god. blow it oh my god how much I would love he it. shit his yes. pants this is a new segment Oh my God, Radbot and Hey Frage. Frank Hall. I love it. Let's do it. We are still going to do it. Where can people follow you? So I'm Miss Radbod. That's my personal gram. And then Femfatel DC is our gram. And I put everything on our Instagram. So just follow that. I adore you. Thank you for I being on you. this show. Of you course. are so much fun. People are going to go bananas <laughs> on this episode. Email me, Sarah at HeyFrage.com. If you like this, po- this podcast, leave us a review on iTunes. Yes, leave a review. Leave a review under Hey Frage and also be sure to share it. Hashtag Harry Muffs. Hashtag Harry Muffs. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, you guys, I'll be back next week. You can follow me on social media at Hey Frage on Instagram, on Twitter, and Hey Frage Show on Snapchat. Bye, everybody. Bye. Rad Bond. <laughs> we love her. <laughs> Tortilla, you know I talk about them all the time. They're my amazing sponsor. You need to visit one of their 27 area locations, or you can download their app, and then you can pre-order your lunch, your dinner, whatever you need for your office. You can download that app at caltort.com, or like I said, just visit their website. Everything is fresh. You can customize your own order or pick from their amazing selection. So, because we love them, you love them too. Visit Caltort. Tell them the Hayfresh podcast sent you.